welcome to the Third Generation Networking Podcast with your hosts, Debbie and Greg Peters. Welcome back, networkers, to the Third Generation Networking Podcast. I'm Greg Peters, the Reluctant Networker, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Debbie Peters, the networking guru, my business partner, and also my mom. Hi, Mom. Greg, how are you? I'm doing great. How about yourself? I'm doing wonderful. I hear you're making all kinds of cakes at your house. Yeah, well, when we are recording this, my daughters are in the middle of a week-long virtual cake baking uh, uh, class with Anne Leparo, and uh, they have so far created Fruity Pebble Cake, Angel Food Cake, and Chocolate Fudge Cake. And tonight they are working on a chocolate chip cake, and then tomorrow is the Banana Caramel Cake. Uh, and of course, each of them have to bake their own. So you do the math. That's 10 cakes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so have a we, bake sale. <laughs> yeah, we might have a bake sale outside. We'll see. <clears throat> so uh, we are back again this week with another of our all-star networking spotlights. These are the sessions where we open our networking Rolodex to you so that you can have access to the ideas, resources, and people who can make your life more successful and significant. Our guest today has over 30 years of global in-the-trenches negotiation experience. She is the CEO of Two Views International and has worked with clients in the U.S., Europe, China, Japan, and Korea. She also comes from a very lucky family. Her husband won a Corvette in a raffle, and her son won a car on Price is Right. Please welcome Penny Rosma. Hi, Penny. Hey, wow, great. Penny. Hi. Yeah. That is so exciting. That is a story. The, the biggest thing I've ever only won is a, a Wii game at a a Wii. You won a Wii. A Wii. <laughs> you remember the Wii? That, that no, the, yeah. W I I a little computer game. I love that. And, and, and I'm assuming you are an avid video game player, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I did on it was bowling. I think. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, at least you got some fun out of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Were you in the audience when your son won the car on Price Is Right? I was. I was my husband, uh, my mom, and I were all in the audience. Was it exciting? It, it was. It's very interesting. <laughs> it's a very interesting process. That could be a whole podcast on how do you get on the prices right. But I, yeah, I, I know their strategy now. Oh, well, okay. they look. For, a friend of they, mine from uh, here in Toledo, who, who's a banker, think you know, traditional banker, Jeff Langendorfer. He went out to California. One of his kids lives out there, and so they went to the Prices Right. And they got interviewed in line and he got on. He didn't win because whatever happened was, you know, he didn't have the luck. But he was this, you know, dweeby black banker, although just not dweeby, but traditional banker. And um, he said, it's so loud that you can't even hear anything. You can't think because it's so loud. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very, it's a fun process, but yeah, it, it is good. I, it was, I got the recording of it. So we watch <laughs> Wait, it every once in a while. What's, what's your son's name? Sean Rosma. Okay. You, you, my mom is going to now reach out to him because she's going to want to interview him about something, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> so Penny, uh, it is so good to, to see you uh, and, and, and to, to, to get to see you again, you and I have been, uh, we've been colleagues through the National Speakers Association for eight years now. Got to be at least that. And we have been, uh, uh, we have been accountability buddies and uh, we've, we've actually grown a lot through our careers together. 
And it's been really exciting to see you as you've changed and developed your focus over time. So I'd like to hear a little bit more about your history, who you are, and, and what is Two Views International? So right back at you, first of all, it's been a blast watching you grow. I've always enjoyed our accountability calls. And um, yes, it, we've uh, moved through the, the cycle of speaking and coaching over the last few years. Um, my business focus is on negotiation, coaching. Um, the target market, you know, for me is, or, or where I hit on all cylinders, where I have the most fun is women, professional women, like 25 to 45 year olds. Maybe they're in sales or project management or buyers, you know, young, new into the um, buying position. Entrepreneurs that are small or even mid cap companies um, are targets that I really like because I often find women in, especially when they're starting out, um, are hesitant to negotiate. And there are some kind of dangerous waters that women are faced with and challenges um, that they have to manage differently than our male counterparts. I mean, that's just a reality of it, fair or not fair. Um, and you can use it, you know, to your advantage too, um, as long as you're well-prepared. So that's my target market. And that's kind of where I'm heading, um, working on uh, starting up my podcast again. And I have a book coming out here later this year. So that's all exciting stuff. Well, but now you've gone through a number of, of uh, different episodes in your life because you worked for the Amway Corporation, correct? Right. I worked at Amway for um, 38 years wow. and then I uh, retired from there and uh, worked for the last five years. And I'm actually retiring here in a few few days from the Cookware Manufacturers Association. And that is the organization of manufacturers and distributors that sell cookware in the U.S. So think of all clad, T-Fall, uh, Lodge Cast Iron, Lake Fusay. Rachel Ray cookware, you know, any, any type of cookware, whether it's copper or cast iron or stainless steel and uh, a, a group of competitors that uh, are together as an organization. And one of the big things they do is um, create the engineering standards for the U.S., um, as well as they have statistics and those sorts of, sorts of things. And that was my job for the last five years is uh, managing that association. I was the managing director for them. So how do you make the transition from Amway to association CEO? <laughs> it was an interesting journey. Actually, it was a networking incident. Uh, ah. Very good question. Because when I was at Amway, uh, one of my positions was as the cookware buyer. Amway has a um, stainless steel, waterless cookware sets that they sell. And they're produced to the uh, specifications of the manufacturer Amway. Uh, Amway sets the specs and then has the manufacturer make them. The person that I worked with very uh, closely was the scientist who wrote all the specs. And when I retired from Amway, um, about a year after that, she called me up and she said, uh, they're looking for this manager director's position. And she you know, made the connection with me and said, you got to check it out. I think you'd be a good fit for it. And I did. Uh, and it was a wonderful experience. Not something I would have ever pursued but it was a networking relationship. So kind of an, it, it was an internal networking relationship that turned to an external relationship that uh, turned into a job that I just loved for the last five years. And I'm also looking forward to retiring. I've, um, it's just that time in the career to, to move on to something else. Well, and I've actually visited your, uh, the CMA uh, before, and it was, it's fascinating to watch these so-called competitors. They are competitors, but 
behave in such a collegial way to each other. And in fact, I've noticed that it's the guys who've been around the longest who are taking the younger ones under the wing and saying, look, the guy over sitting over there, they are not the enemy. They are not Satan. We can, we can actually have some work we can work on together. You know? <laughs> yeah. That one guy um, that was senior, I call him one of our uh, elders. Uh, <laughs> they, they really liked the face-to-face ones. And uh, I know that he always brought some of uh, the younger professionals from his organization in, and he gave them two, two orders. You're not to sit at your own table. And then he said to them, um, want you to look around here because he said, these are our competitors um, all the rest of the year. But what you need to understand is they're very bright, they're very professional, and they're really great people. And we'll talk a little bit later about, um, we we were talking about whether I had any good networking, why the importance of networking is. And I have a great story from him about how critical and really um, engaging it was for um, his networking experience. I'm, I'm using his example as one of my, my favorites. Was that Gene by any chance? It was. I thought so. <laughs> He's such a nice guy. And um, yeah, really great people. We, we kind of talked about a little bit of how you got into the business. So tell us, tell us, so you had one networking situation right there where it got you into this, this particular organization. Tell us, uh, take us back. What was one of the first networking uh, events that happened to you that, or one of the first times that networking was really important to you that you realized that this was, this was a a particular skill you needed to focus on. So thinking about it right now, for me personally, um, going through um, five different reorganizations within my company in the 38 years that I worked for Amway. My goodness. uh, Five reorganizations. And then the last one, there was a package offered and it was a, you know, you can take this package or not. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't a choice, but because I'd been through them five times, um, I had already had, I think we were we even talking way back then, uh, Greg, and, and had that, you know, feed and nourish your neck, nourish your networks before you need them. And um, so glad that I did that just because of the transition. When I um, one of the early ones that I found out I was getting cut, I was part of a women's organization locally here in, in the West Michigan area. And I was working with that organization and helping people that were in transition, women in transition, kind of preparing them for the negotiation phase of their next salary and, and just, you know, kind of cooperating and helping them. And uh, then I realized that I was on this potential cut um, and it was before years before I actually left the company. And I sent an email note out to uh, the group that I had spoke to. And I said, hey, ladies, uh, looks like there's a potential I might be joining you. That was maybe around late morning. That afternoon, I had three emails. I had a phone call that said, do you need to meet for coffee today? All of them reaching out to me. Now, I wasn't in a desperate position at that time. I wasn't, you know, frantic or, you know, really, it wasn't a, a traumatic um, event for me, but I'll tell you what, that meant so much to me that those people reached out to me. So that's where that feed and nourish your networks before you need them. You don't even know when you're going to need them. And um, I was very, uh, very pleased with that. The other example, if you don't mind, if I give you another one, I guess so. I don't know. It's breaking out of my narrow niche here, but you know, I guess you can go with two. Changing Greg's process. <laughs> we, we, we share this um, when I was working with the Cookware Associ- Manufacturers Association. We shared this whenever we onboard new members. And that was that, you know, 
how important it is to, to create these relationships within the association and what a family, the uh, Cooker Manufacturers Association was. Um, Jean had um, an employee that had a traumatic event. Um, uh, an employee, like a factory worker employee, had a death of a child very unexpected. It wasn't an illness and, and so forth. And, it, and she was really having a hard time with it and had eliminated all of her sick time and vacation time. And as a management uh, team, they were just devastated because they didn't want to make her come back to work, but, but they have, you know, they just had, they didn't know how to solve it. Um, and they knew that they wanted to hopefully continue to pay her. So they reached out to one of their big competitors whom they had had a, a, a good relationship with and said, reached into their HR and said, have you ever had something like this happen? And what did you do? And they said, yeah, you know what? We did have that. And we posted um, something to our, on our corporate newsletter to our employees that just said, you know, if anybody is willing to, to uh, donate a vacation day of their own, they could donate it to that person. And I, I don't know if it was weeks or months that, that this woman had additional time off that they were able to give her with pay. And the employees were more than happy to do that just to having the opportunity to do it. So, you know, that was a networking example with a competitor from an association and why it's so important, again, to feed and nourish your network before you need it. Sometimes you don't even know how they can help you, but you can just throw the question out there. And that happened to be a one-to-one -one example, but um, I could easily see that have them reaching out and saying, hey, let's pull together a short call with, you know, all the people from HR that are in our association. Um, so those are my two of my favorite examples. All right. Well, those are great examples. Yeah, those, are, those are perfect. I, I love this whole idea that, you know, your competitors can still be your colleagues. It's, it's not, yeah. you know, you don't have to look at them as the enemy all the time. So yeah, right. in, our in our class, when we're teaching it, we, we say they're not competitors, they're collaborators. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I wish that um, negotiators uh, would think about that more often. And I, I refer to this in the book that's coming out, how um, you can be the power side of the negotiation. You can be GM, you can be Macy's, you can be Big Bed Bath and Beyond. And, and with this recent COVID, uh, what happened that was unexpected is it used to be the retailers were very much in control, the big retailers of, you know, I can get the same thing cheaper, you know, yeah. show me, don't you snow me, you know, that difficult to make a collaborative relationship with the uh, retail buyers and then COVID hit. And now the retailers are reaching out going, uh, can you hold that inventory? Um, can you give us a, you know, so they were now on the begging end of it. And it makes a difference. The time to build those relationships is before you need it. So playing the bully, even if you are the big end of the, you know, the spectrum is a dangerous game to play. Very dangerous. Because the world can shift. <laughs> Well, I've always loved your whole mentality around negotiations. It's, it is not a combative process. It's, you're, you're really trying to help understand what that other person is going through so that you can have a better conversation with them. Um, and so I, in many ways, it ties nicely into networking. And, and you've already given us one tip about, about networking. Uh, do you have any, which was the whole nurture it before you need it plan, <laughs> which is so vital. I think a lot of, a lot of people don't understand that if you want to get something out of your networking, you, you need to build that network first. You can't just, you know, join the chamber and start calling people and expecting results. Well, right. And, and my, and my comment to even add on to pennies, which is so great, which is you don't even know what you're going to need in the future. So if you're building that relationship, 
it may be something just like the guy, you know, who hadn't had, you know, the issue with the, the employee. You don't know what's going to come in the future. So you can't even plan for it right. other than right. to be nice. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> do what your mom told you, you to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess another tip in that, that area would be, which blends really nice with networking and negotiations, is that networking doesn't have to necessarily be external. We kind of talked about how I landed my um, job with the managing director of the, the association. Um, it was because of that internal network. But when I'm teaching negotiations, uh, often, you know, people will, you know, you're, you're teaching a young buyer and um, they say, well, how do I, you know, I'm supposed to understand my counterpart and I'm supposed to estimate what their alternatives are if we don't come to an agreement. And I should be estimating what the price range is, is a really sweet spot for them. But where do I go? How do I get that information? Well, you get that by external um, association work, right? Uh, networking with associations, with, it could be with the PTA people you work with because you can get information in lots of different places. You can go to Google, you can web it, all kinds of things. But you also have an internal team. And, you know, are you talking with marketing and um, the setup mechanic that's going to be working on the big piece of million dollar equipment that's coming in, um, the engineers, the product developers. So talking to people internally as well, they have other resources. They could belong to a different association. It might be someone in finance that is in a finance association, but their network you, you can just expand yours by um, creating your own internal network. So that was my a big second one that I had. And then, of course, I'm a huge fan of association memberships. I've had wonderful experiences um, with, you know, getting to know people and in, um, in associations, whether it's been the National Speakers Association, um, uh, Michigan Society of Account Executives, you know, the, for, for association leaders. National Association of Manufacturers. Every example that I can think of has been supportive. You were part of SAE also, weren't you? Uh, Michigan Society for Association Execs? I mean... Yes, yes. So when you were at um, uh, Amway, what association were you involved with then? So I was with the National Speakers Association. I was um, involved with Toastmasters. I was involved with Inforum, which is an association of professional businesswomen. And um, let me think, testing my memory here. <laughs> I think those were the big ones. Well, I, I was curious because years ago now, I used to do once a month a an hour long little quick networking for a company called Wright Management. I think they are still in Southfield, but they no longer have an office here in Toledo. And so, you know, there'd be five or six people who had been right size. Down size, yeah. <laughs> Right size, I like that better. And they all had titles like, you know, director of, or, you know, they, they were C-level people. And the, the hour-long talk that I was giving was, these are the various networking groups that you might be interested in at least visiting. And um, it to a person, I probably did that talk once a month for at least four years. One person out of all of them had left his office. The others sat in their office for their jobs and never reached out beyond the four walls of their office. And they were in shock. So they say they don't have time, but you don't have time not to. 
Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, I've seen that that same thing. Uh, I've I've spoken for uh, human resource groups before. um, And one in particular was for people who were, as they put it, in between successes. I love that. Um, And the person who ran that, uh, her name was Linda Peterson. She, She said that the very first thing when a new person comes in, they say, sit down, just relax. It's okay. We are here for you. Because you said HR people, they tend to be so focused on their job and filling out the forms and make sure you know, yeah. that they never actually develop connections. And she said one of them uh, was responsible for firing people in the company until there was no one left and she got fired. You know, <laughs> was, I've heard that was... more than once. I've heard that more than once. Now here's a negotiating tip that goes along with that. When I um, work with young people, uh, when they ask, cause they don't always ask. And there's another good one. <laughs> ask people questions. Um, <laughs> She or he, whatever, um, when they're negotiating and they get, you know, the salary they're happy with, I always tell them to have on their wish list. And I explain to them to ask that, oh, I'm so excited to work for you that, you know, this sounds like a great offer. I forgot to ask you one question. Are there, is there any uh, funding available for me for membership to could be an association, could be a conference to go to, could be training. Another really good one is asking for money for an external mentor yes, or business coach or, or negotiation coach, whatever it is, because um, the time to ask for it is when you're coming in. And then now let's think about that. I'm the hiring manager. We've, I've had to vet this person through the rest of my team. Everybody likes her. She's coming on board. And she wants to learn more, you know, more like more likely than not, there is some kind of an educational budget that they can have. So I encourage people to actually have researched that, know about how much, you, you know, what places do you want to go to or what conferences do you want to go to or what associations do you want to belong to? Have that number ahead of time and then lay that on at the point when you've been offered the job. And I would use this language. I'm so excited about the job. This sounds like a great fit. I am. This is, this is real. I'm very grateful. I am excited. I I just have one more question. Do you have, um, is it possible to get $5,000 budgeted towards association memberships or this conference or be very specific about how you're going to use it? If you said yes, I'd tell you yes right now. But if you said, no, I understand it. Um, I just need a day or two to think about it. You know, so it's not saying yes, I'll take it, but but it's also saying, you know, laying the groundwork for them to either come back to you because often you're negotiating with the uh, hiring uh, HR manager and they have to go back to the hiring manager. So there might be some kind of a conversation there, but um, that's a big tip that I give people. I love that. Yes. Where were you when I needed you, Penny? <laughs> Seriously, I, you know, this, this current job I'm in, I wish I'd negotiated that with my boss. <laughs> we'll have to talk. <laughs> Never too late, Greg. You know, and, and, and just a, a quick aside here, uh, uh, Penny will be joining us for our next uh, virtual lunchtime program. If, uh, if you would like to hear more great ideas on negotiating, you definitely want to show up for that. The information will be, of course, available in the, in the uh, notes. So, <laughs> so Penny, uh, I mean, it sounds like you're going through kind of a whirlwind right now. You're, I mean, you, you've had this long career. You are now retiring from CMA. You, you're ramping up your, your work with the Two Views International. What do you like to do in your free time? <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, like you, Greg, with uh, a family and of bakers and all kinds of fun things going on, I do try and find some some me time. And um, I enjoy reading. Um, I right now I'm kind of getting into reading and listening to a lot of um, uh, information on mystics, Christian mystics, like St. John the Cross, Teresa of Avila. Those are kind of all, you know, in world religions, different world religions. I'm very fascinated with that. And I do like just historical novels. So I like to read. Um, I golf. Not very well. I should say I have golf clubs and I'm on a league. I don't know if you really call it golfing or not. Because I understand the little white ball is supposed to go in the hole, right? (laughs) Yes. And I like to say I really get my money's worth. I know a lower score is what you're going after. But I get to hit a lot of balls, so I get my money's worth. <laughs> when I bought Penny, my goal was to go from the shade, the, the shade tree to the next shade tree to the next shade, <laughs> shade tree. Shade. At least that was my story. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, that that right angle hit was intentional, right? Um, and then, have you heard of pickleball? Do either of you guys play pickleball? I want to take it up. There's quite a contingent of people here where I live that play pickleball that love it. So I think it's my next thing. Yeah, I'm very adventurous and I just wanted to learn it. So I sat down by a pickleball court until somebody came up to me and said, are you playing? And I said, I don't know how, what is it? Because I just kept hearing about it. And there are kind of two different camps. There's some that are very, very competitive with it, but there's also a a side group of really great, nice people that just want to play a nice, easy game. They'll tell you where to go. They'll, they'll help you with getting instructions and what it's all about. But it's, it's basically, if you haven't ever heard of it, it's a cross between um, ping pong and racquetball, I guess. Racquetball, yeah. 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 Because it's a big paddle, but it's a real light kind of almost like a wiffle ball ball. And you don't hit it hard like tennis. People that come in from tennis aren't used to it because it's light tunks, you know, when you're, when you're bantering back and forth, but it's fun. It's a good family game. You're inside a court, right? That's got walls. Yep. So yes, you don't have to are. chase the ball too much. Right. Right. So. I, my brain is still wobbling over the idea that anyone could have a serious, you know, sports effort into something that's named pickleball. I mean, it's, it seems like a, it's funny. It's, it's, it was. You, it almost sounds like something that was designed on a bar bed. You know. What I'm <laughs> and if you Google it to look up how did it start, it started in someone's driveway, and I can't remember why they called it pickleball, but there's some explanation to it. But someone just you know, made up a game in their, in their driveway and set the rules. And that's how I came up with it. So it's pretty cool. It sounds like my daughters, they talk about Gaga ball uh, on on the playgrounds. And I'm like, this sounds like, you remember the old uh, uh, Calvin and Hobbes, the Calvin ball thing where they made up the rules while they were going. (laughs) So I don't know. Okay. (laughs) That's good. So so Penny, you, you mentioned earlier that you're working on a book right now. Uh, What, what sort of exciting projects do you have coming up? Tell us a little bit more about the book. When's it coming out? Uh... So the book will be out later this year. It's written and we're going through edits as we speak. Uh, Well, that goes quickly. uh, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) As I say, yeah, just, just hang me in a closet. Uh, Actually, um, I, I, it's kind of fun. I, I'm finding as I go through it, I'm like, Oh, that is really good advice. (laughs) That's a great story. Somebody should put that out there. Um, and, and I'm just a, a big, when I talk about reading, I think I bought every book that's ever been written on negotiation and everybody kind of, the basic steps are the same. You've got a plan. Um, the intention of this book is something easy to read that you could pull it out when you needed it. 
you can walk through the steps because I call it a negotiation roadmap. Um, the title hasn't been set yet, but that's basically what we're doing is we're kind of walking through it. And it's the same process we used on multi-million dollar contracts, um, you know, that took us 18 months to line up and negotiate and figure out who was going to bid on it. It's the same process whether you're doing that or the thousand dollar or, or the salary job. The steps are still the same. So the book is intended to be a nice, easy read to like, this is why you got to do that step. Here's kind of a story of like how it helped. And then the next step, and then um, some frequently asked questions at the end, some forms that you can reach out to. So if you're, you're looking for a, a specific um, process to follow with a form on each step, I'll have that in there. And that'll be out later this year. And I'll be doing a lot of blogs off in that book. So that's kind of the hot stuff that's coming up. Well, and you said that uh, as you're ramping uh, two views back up again, you're taking on coaching clients as well. Yes, I have coaching clients. I've worked with some manufacturing. I've worked with some um, buyers. Uh, there are people that are transferring, transitioning in their jobs that have uh, reached out to me. And it's, I love it because there's always a lot of great stories. You want a really big hint how to get the best way to get a better deal? Tell, tell us, tell us. Wait for it. Use the power of silence. Oh, yes. Yeah. Shut up. I got a story in there where a, a copywriter was, um, she bid on a job with a, a specific job. She knew what all the work was. And she, you know, turned in the bid and the woman called her back and she said, well, we just don't pay over, pick the number X. And she said, well, I understand that. But she said, she gave him, this is my qualifications. This is what you will get. There's there. And then she was quiet. Yep. For a very long time, it felt like someone will always start speaking, let them be speaking. And the woman's like, well, we can't do it because of this. We can't, and she just kept talking and the copywriter just did not say anything. Well, I could check with the, you know, with the so-and-so <laughs> and they called her back and it was a 25% increase. It wasn't her full fee still, but it was 25% more. And that was just because she didn't say anything. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 that's, that's something I definitely need to remember. I tend to talk too quickly. So yeah, we all do. When I managed a sales team, Penny, I always told my salespeople that when they got into a situation like that, that the first person who talked loses. True. Which, you know, yeah. coming from your point of view, negotiation is not a win or loss, but typically if you talk first, then you're going to be giving something away that maybe you didn't want to. Right. So, yep. That's, that's exactly it. So just give it time I love to think that. about it. Yeah. The other big one I have is, um, when you feel like you have to say something, um, respond with there may be a path to that. I always like, yeah, you, you've given me yeah. that clue once or twice myself. So, yep. And then get away from it and come back and, and negotiate something else. Anyways, I just go, could go on too long for that. It's been fun. I, I can't I, wait honestly, for our lunch so yeah, I can we hear cannot more. wait for this lunch. I, it's it's going to be great. <laughs> so, uh, uh, first of all, uh, once the book comes out, we're going to want you to have, come, have you come back. Okay. Oh, fun. That'd be uh, great. And then just so people, if people want to reach out to you, if they're interested in finding out more, how can they get a hold of you? Penny at pennyrosema.com. And that's Rosema, R-O-S-E-M-A. And Penny is just P-E-N-N-Y. So we'll start it over. Penny, <laughs> P-E-N-N-Y at pennyrosema.com. And you probably have in the show notes. I, I will make sure that's in the show notes. And, and uh, the website is, the, is pennyrosema.com? 
It is. And if you put pennyrosema.com and then that forward slash resources, there are a list of resources there that people can download, um, uh, you know, the roadmap, uh, frequently asked questions, um, resources of what books I've read that are my favorite, if you just want to pick one up right now to uh, jump into. So some Excellent. ideas well, there. That'll be That's great, great. Thank information you. for our listeners. Yeah, yeah, thank you. All right. So one last way, first, I always have to ask mom, is there anything else you would like to uh, ask before we move I on? Think I, I think I asked my take, take Greg off his, his uh, <laughs> Well, you know what happens is I, I I start on my final question, and sometimes we even get through it, and you answer, and then mom says, "But before you go, I want one more question." I don't know. Okay, just so I'm trying to head that off. So. No, right. no, no. So, uh, Penny, what is one piece of advice you've received in the past that you would like to pass along to our listeners? And who did you get it from? Oh, that's gonna be it. that's gonna be feed and nourish your network, and I can't remember what that source was. So I'm gonna say it was from you, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> and I and because it is, I read. <laughs> it, it, that's very true but it is just it in your whole life whether it's your business your negotiation you know whatever I have just found that so valuable so that would be my you know really the huge and then the other one is you know be quiet wait for someone else to answer first yeah, I guess you already told us that one I love yeah. that one too well, thank you, Penny. I really appreciate your coming in today. And uh, we are really looking forward to this book coming out. And of course, getting to see you at the lunch that's going to be coming up really soon here. So the information will be in the uh, in the notes. And thank you all for tuning into our program today. Uh, if you enjoyed it, and you better have because there was some great information here. Please do comment down below and uh, share it with a friend. All that information is going to be on our Facebook pages. You can find that information in the show notes. If you'd like to hear more, we do come back every single week. Please do subscribe because we don't want to miss you. And until next time, go out and make some great connections. Take care, Mom. Take care, Penny. Thanks. Bye, Greg. Bye Penny. Thank Bye, you Debbie. so much, Penny. You're welcome. You've been listening to the Third Generation Networking Podcast with your hosts, Greg and Debbie Peters. If you'd like to learn more about our new virtual training programs, go to connectnation.com.